Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. But for this episode, I've kind of moved to the side because Arkansas's meteorological sweetheart, the one and only Todd Ugobian, is my guest live from my home. We recorded it last week. You'll get to meet him right after this. I love hearing the great reviews people have when they are customers at Akel's Carpet One. Yeah, it's not just me who gets the good customer service, the really good prices, the great delivery, the great installation. It's all of you. And those of you who listen to the Lisa Fisher Said podcast, you are going in and you're asking for people like Paul or Erica or Todd in North Little Rock, or you might see Richard at the store over there in Sherwood. Yeah, there are three locations for Akel's Carpet One, but I know this. The same customer service is woven through all three stores, the same pricing. In fact, they will beat the big box store prices. Yeah, you heard that right. They will beat the big box store prices at Akel's Carpet One. So you don't have to call and be put on hold or walk through a giant store where people are going, I don't know, my shift's almost over, but there's the bathroom if you need it. At Akel's Carpet One, they will treat you like family because that's who works there. It's the Akel family at Akel's Carpet One. She won most talkative in high school and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, how many podcast interviews have you done in somebody's home overlooking the Arkansas River? That would be none. I'm going to think about this. Uh, <laughs> zero. Okay. Zero. This right, is number right, one. Right, right, right. Thank and, you for having me. Well, we're glad you're here. You are America's sweetheart as far Our as uh, weather comes and goes because this is in your DNA. It's in your blood. And I've read the stories and we're going to go over that from the beginning. Okay. Like young, you were interested in the science of meteorology, not the on-air shenanigans, but the science. No, I was interested in that too. Okay, well, good. Because you've gotten <laughs> well with it, but you actually like the science, right? Absolutely. Yeah. When I, I, I have to trace my love for weather back to when I was six years old. I don't know what sparked it, uh, but it was a thunderstorm. This is where it started, though. A thunderstorm and lightning hit a tree outside my bedroom. The fire department had to come out. The baseboards were smoldering in the house. Wow. TV station uh, came out. And this is out here in West Little Rock. Yeah. And ever since then, that's what my mom and my dad told me. That's where it all started. Is that right? that's, that's why I say it. that's probably where it sparked my interest. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I got that. That was good. So that was six years old. Six Do years you, old. You were interested because boys like fire trucks. They like smoldering baseboards. Smoldering, right? yes. Yeah, those kinds of things. But when did you then start? thinking that this could be a career like you went to catholic high school i did so it was all it never stopped the week prior to that lightning strike i told my parents i wanted to be a shoe salesman (laughs) so so i'm ambitious i thought i'm ted bundy before (laughs) ted bundy was ted bundy okay well don't don't use that as an analogy ow okay thank you i'm (sighs) thinking of the wrong bundy i'm thinking of the wrong bundy uh right oh boy that's completely different that's okay all right so anyway (laughs) The one from the married with children. Yes. Right. Okay. So who it, ended up being a modern family, which was that's so true, good. modern family. Yeah. So I never stopped wanting to be a meteorologist. I was fascinated with storms. I was scared to death of storms. Scared to death of them. Uh, when there were thunderstorms and tornadoes, I would hide in the corner of my kitchen. When now stop. I, I did. I, I hid in the corner of my kitchen when Ned was on TV telling us about tornadoes. Like, did you wear a helmet? Like, what were you doing to protect? Did you 
why, why the court of the kitchen? You people tell us in the safest room in the house, which is an interior bathroom. I was six. I was six. Well, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, I was scared to death. I wanted to learn more about them. And then weather, all weather, uh, winter weather, snow, because I got to get out of school. Yeah. I would go out at six o'clock in the morning and not go back until sunset and play in the snow. Oh. But storms fascinated me and I stuck with it. And my parents saw something there and they fed my you know, my ambitions and they encouraged me every step of the way. And when I was 10 years old, they took me on a surprise trip to the National Weather Service office in North Little Rock no to get a tour. On my, no that, was my, that was my birthday present uh, for my 10th birthday. This is the prodigy that Tiger Woods had with his father. Look, you are the Tiger Woods of weather then. <laughs> right, whatever. He, he was three maybe when he when we see him hitting the golf ball, but right. you were actually 10 and you went to the uh, weather Station, whatever it is. The National Weather Service. National Weather Service. Okay. Now, let's just talk just a minute. I mean, nothing personal. Those are some nerdy people. They're they're nerdy, but we're all nerdy and they're very good people over there. (laughs) I know. And here's this crazy. I I met some of the meteorologists there. Yeah. Okay. So that was when I was 10 years old. And I still know some of them to this day. They're still there. And and, and work with them in a professional capacity now. So that was when I was 10 years old. Okay. So back when the earth cooled and I was in TV, the weather (laughs) people actually, you know, we ripped it because I was a news anchor at a radio station. We ripped and read, right? Mm -hmm. And then the science of meteorology started becoming a thing and you had to have a certification. Right. You know, Melinda May, I remember before she had her certification, then she got it or so-and-so, right? You can use anybody. But you didn't even have to do that certification because you actually went to weather school, right, at OU? I went partially at Oklahoma and partially at Mississippi State. Oh, so everyone has to finish at Mississippi State then? Well, you don't have to. It's just better on TV for television weather to do Mississippi State. So I did kind of a hybrid between the University of Oklahoma and Mississippi State. But- I claim University of Oklahoma. Oh, I know you do. How'd your students do this year in football? So what's the next question? Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Um, Okay. So when you went, so you went to OU then with, with the end in mind that you would finish up at Mississippi State. No, I didn't realize. I I thought I would do everything at OU. I didn't realize when I got there how difficult, it wasn't geared towards television at Oklahoma. And I didn't quite understand that until I got involved. And I'm doing all these calculus equations. And I'm like, where's the TV camera? Yeah. I'm not yeah. learning what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a great program, but yeah. it's not geared towards television. Got it. So I did some of the meteorology at, at Oklahoma. Didn't want to leave because of all my friends. And I loved it. Right. It's fun. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. And so I started doing, uh, it wasn't online at the time. This is before the internet got going. Right. That's how old I am. And uh, I was doing, uh, getting videotaped lectures from Mississippi State and taking classes that way and taking tests at the National Weather Service office. Really? I would go take tests there. So I did kind of a hybrid thing. So what? what's the highest math course then that you have? Because don't you have to do calculus mm-hmm. and probably... I went through calculus. Hated every oh, single I'm bit sure. of it. I did calculus and I thought, this is not teaching me yeah. to what do weather mean? on TV. Then what taught you to do weather on TV? Uh, internships is what ended up doing. Really? Yeah, I did internships at actually a station here in Little Rock that I will go nameless. No, I'm just Channel 11 is where oh, I did an right? internship there. And also at Fox 25 at Oklahoma City. So that's where I got my experience. Graduated then or finished in four years then? Or did it take a little longer? Four and a half because, years. because you had to do more at Mississippi State? Yeah. And then... So you graduate then with that seal. The- no, I had to go out and earn those seals. There's a process of, oh, of, of having it. to be in the business. You have to pass more tests. So I went out and got the National Weather Association seal of approval and the American Meteorological Society seal of approval. So I have both of them. So who, when you were growing up, was the 
because they weren't true meteorologists for a long time until the Weather Channel came along. But right. maybe in your youth, Willard Scott was talking about, you know, smuckers. Yeah, smuckers. And then he said, oh, it's raining in North Dakota. I mean, but someone just told him to say that. He knew nothing, right, about right. the weather? Well, I'm sure he knew some, but no, he wasn't <laughs> okay. the meteor, you know, he was a personality. Yeah, a personality. And, and, uh, you know, meteorologists, when the Weather Channel came on, it was on cable. Do you remember Store Cable? Yes, of course. 375-5755 was the number. You remember I that? can't find my keys, but I can tell you Store Cable's number from the 80s. It, there's something. <laughs> but I watched the Weather Channel in 1980 when it came out. Yeah. And my parents got so frustrated that <laughs> I was watching the Weather Channel all the time that they kicked me out of the living room, got cable in my room in a little black and white TV, and that's where I, I watched the Weather Channel. That's why they got cable. For Do me. they know that kids... And that age group were doing other things that were probably illegal, and that this is really a blip on the radar. Pardon the pun. Yes, I know it was. Yeah. A, it was a little strange, but yeah, that was your rebellion. Yes, I'll show you. I'm going to watch store cable <laughs> in my room in a black and white TV. Right. Uh, All right. Do you have siblings? Uh, yes, I, I do. Okay, how many children in your family? Uh, and I have my my big brother is uh, Scott. Okay, and they, they all live in Little Rock, and my big sister is Dawn. I'm the baby of the family. Oh, okay. So do they have any science interest where they like, Todd, give it up, go, go sell shoes. I don't, I, <laughs> no, my brother is a scientist. Oh, okay. He's a physicist. So yeah, he's got all the brains. That's kind of like, that kind of is the big one. Yeah, and my sister, she uh, works at a retirement home here. She runs a retirement home. She's got the big heart mm -hmm. uh, for the elderly that mm -hmm. she loves That's to take sweet. care of. It is. So, you know, they never gave me a hard time about that. They never did. What's the age difference with all the kids? Oh, gosh, you're going to make me do math, aren't you? And you have to when you're in weather. I know. Uh, That's why I didn't My brother is seven years older than I am, okay. and my sister is four years older. Okay. So, you, there was a different age difference between you and your brother that he he didn't see you doing this terrible thing of watching, you know, store a cable in your room in the no. black and white TV. So, then he probably, he was probably out of college when you were starting to say, I think I want to be a TV meteorologist. Like, that's what I'm wondering because your mom and dad were pushing in the direction. They but sometimes were. a sibling will give you pushback and go, dude, do something else. They never did. And that's they weird. never did. I will tell you, I uh, got in trouble at Catholic High for my love of weather. Uh, the famous Father Tribu yes. uh, caught me listening to a no weather radio in English <laughs> class. Again, this is your height of rebellion. That's it. I could spend some time with All you right, people so and really show you. There was a done. snowstorm on the way. Yeah. All right. And yeah. I had my no weather radio in my backpack and I knew when the forecast would get updated. So it was an English class and I had the backpack on my desk and I had it on and I'm laying there like Stop that listening it. to it. And Tribu walks by, sees it, and I get in trouble. Did you have to go stand? Now, he will put you in a corner or make you stand out in the hallway or something. Yes, he will. But I was never a big troublemaker. Yeah. And he just kind of like, you know, he, I think he was saying nerd. He, yeah, right. In a good way. In a good okay, way. Okay, so do you, are you offended by that term or do you know it's a term yeah. of endearment? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Call me a weather geek. Call me a weather yeah. nerd. Whatever it is, I like it. Okay, so what is it then about the weather? Because we know you had the side that you wanted to be more of a performer but what is it then about the weather that you really love is it again so this clear weather this boring is boring to you? oh and it's what we're all saying is perfection. i know and it is it's nice i'll give you that it's yeah. nice but i love the challenge of forecasting winter weather severe weather forecasting in arkansas is not that hard because we get it so often it's yeah. not that difficult the winter weather part of it is a challenge i love that challenge 
because do you do you even rely on you talk about the European models or some other things? Do you rely on that, or do you really do the math and get your pen no, out and do your own? Do not do the math because it's gazillions of equations. We rely, really we rely on gosh, there's so much. Wow, uh, analogs. Mm-hmm. We look at what's happened in the past, yeah. uh, our experience, and then we use the computer models to back that up. And sometimes the computer models are saying things like, "What is wrong? What is going on here?" And sometimes they're right. And we're like, "Learn something new every day." So yeah, I use a little bit of everything. So um, we're recording this um, the in March, the first few days of March in Arkansas. We had two little episodes in February. Mm-hmm. The first one we were pretty much warned about. The second one I felt like bit us in the butt, but you had warned people about a week before. And so this was like two weeks ago from now, maybe you said, Next week's, you said, what a weather's not finished. You tweeted. No, I still don't think it's finished. You look out there right now and it's yes, almost 80 degrees. I don't yeah. think we're done yet. I think there's going to be more. So uh, when, when, when is this? Yeah. So uh, remember this one on the podcast. Yeah, it'll be All next right? Tuesday. So that's. We're not I, done. Is that March 8th? Okay. Uh, Let's get past the 15th and then I'll say we're done. Okay. I know everybody's moaning. Now I do know this. Don't plant anything. Because no, 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 no. Just because we have sunlight, don't be teased by it. But you had warned, surreptitiously kind of said, I don't think we're finished. You, and you were like, the European model state, da, 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 da. And sure enough. So when it happened that morning, my daughter was dropping off her kids. I was babysitting for her. She goes, I just got this alert on my phone. There's winter weather. And I went, there's no winter weather. I said, it's cloudy. And then it's like the heavens opened up and we had a little, sleet. the sleet came down. I will say it came in faster than we thought it would. Okay, so you knew then the night before that was coming. I guess I just didn't text, yeah. uh, check Twitter. Well, it came in a lot. Well, even that morning we were a little surprised when we woke up how fast it was coming in. Okay. We knew it was coming in, but it was probably about six hours ahead of schedule. So, yeah, that caught us a little off guard. Because that, I think her alert was really from the National Weather Service. She didn't have a TV mm-hmm. station. So they had just, it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. She was dropping off kids. And I went, it's not going to, what the silliest thing I've ever heard. And then. I had something here last week. People are messaging me going, Mount St. Mary's is closing. And so I was like, why? And well, then boom, it hit. That morning, my wife, would, she dropped the kids off at school and then she went to Kroger. And I was looking at everything. I thought, there's going to be a mass panic of everybody going to get their kids, hitting the roads. Yes. So I called my wife and I said, go get the kids after you're done with Kroger. Really? Go get them out of school. Because I, I just wanted I wanted to avoid any problems. Yeah, right. The, any potential problems. Yeah. I said, go get the kids. 20 minutes passes. She calls me back. She goes, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? And I went, what? <laughs> I'm sorry she insulted you that way. We need a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Andre, it was Todd Yukobian you were talking to. <laughs> so she just want to make sure. So even my wife second guesses me, which is fine. Are you sure? You should sometimes. <laughs> she goes, are you sure? I said, yes, please tell me you're on your way. And then, you know, the sleet came yeah. down. It was mass gridlock and all that. It was. Uh, because we can see the 430 um, uh, exit going to North, going to Maumel. it I guess every school by the time it was probably one or two. Every state office had probably closed. Mm-hmm. Everybody was going back to Conway, Maumel, Mayflower. Um, every school had closed. And you it was gridlock. And then people downtown were saying, this is insane. That's what I wanted to avoid. Right. And you did. You probably did. Because Little Rock schools closed that day early, right? I think I think everybody let out. Okay. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I was getting the text saying, Mount St. Mary's closed. I was like, for why? Because it's a Wednesday? I mean, like, I had no idea. <laughs> and that's why my husband said, I thought Todd Yukobian told us all this. I go, he didn't message me personally. And I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to have him on my podcast. So we're contractually obligated now to always know. <laughs> so you're going to let me have it now. Okay. So tell me the difference. I know you people hate 
either sleet or you hate freezing rain. Which is the one? Freezing rain. We absolutely hate freezing okay, rain. Okay, now tell me the scientific difference. I'm going to refer to my friend Ryan Vaughn, who does weather in yeah. Jonesboro. You know Ryan? Yeah, sure. Brilliant. Long time. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, freezing rain is like a glazed donut. Okay. Oh, those are delicious. Yes, they are. But it's not fun to drive on. Think of the glaze. Uh, it just kind of coats everything with yeah. ice and yeah. weight, it puts weight on it. And it keeps weighing down. Things start breaking. Trees and power lines. Yeah. Sleet's like sprinkled donuts. The sprinkles oh, just kind of okay, bounce off. Good. And it just bounces off the ground or onto the ground. And, and it's just a travel issue. The freezing rain is not only a power or a travel issue. It's a power yeah, issue yeah. too. It's so that's what you, dangerous, you don't want. It's very dangerous. It's a glaze. Where does the freezing rain originate? Does is it freezing from the clouds or does it freeze as it's coming down? It it's actually snow, oh. then it melts into rain, and then it gets here to the surface and it's oh. colder than thirty two, and that rain drop freezes on contact with everything it touches. Now, if so, it's not pelting sound like sleet no, does. It's sleet is the same process, oh. except. The ground, the the cold air, the sub-freezing air at the surface is a little deeper, so it has the time to form into an ice pellet, into sleet. So it's just a, it's like the raindrop freezes we, on its way okay. down. Okay, we want sleet. You want sleet instead of freezing. Okay, rain, if this, you have to choose. If we're, this is for Arkansas listeners and viewers. Going back, what? Let's talk about the catastrophic ice and snowstorms. Nineteen ninety four is one I think of. Yes, you that's right. Been, Dislocated my shoulder. What? Because you were doing something stupid out. I was getting groceries for my mom. Oh, that, all right. Made me feel bad. Sheesh. <laughs> Helping little ladies across the street. Put a shoulder out. At Colony yeah. West Shopping Center. Is that right? I, I was here. I, I had taken a semester off from OU and I was here. Because that was like in February, right? It was in February. Yeah. And I, Southeast Arkansas had the horrible oh, ice freezing parents, Okay. My parents had a story that it, they had no electricity. That also means no water, no flushing. So they had a no pooping rule at our house. And people would come over, they go, if you're coming to poop, you're going to have to go outside and here's a paper sack. Like, because they, they had no electricity. Maybe for how many for, weeks? I think five weeks. Jeez. And where? They, where's South Dermot. Dur a okay. little town in yep. uh, oh, Chico County. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, you know. You know the zip code. You know the <laughs> atmospheric pressure of Dermot. I understand. Okay. So you were helping. You were going to get groceries. I went to go get groceries. And at that time, there was a stair. I went and parked at the bottom level. And there were stairs that took you up to the Kroger. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a long time that ago. That is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. when they had the stairs that went up to Kroger. Yes. So I go up there and I come back and I'm thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? Because everything's, everything's solidized. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to hold on to the rail to get down in my car and then take one step at a time. Well, my feet fly out from under me. The groceries go everywhere. And oh, my no. arm is around the rail and it pulls and I dislocated my shoulder. And then I tumble down the stairs. And I'm not kidding you. A 70-year-old man walks by picking up my grocery goes, are you okay? <laughs> so here I what am. Were you twenty? I'm twenty years old. The oh seventy year old man is helping me up in the ice. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, Jack Lelaine there. Exactly. You know, on, on, yeah. With the safety, and he's just getting by just fine. He's oh, like, "Why'd you not do those stairs?" Oh my gosh, so. I'm so sorry. Did Oklahoma or did Norman get ice and freezing rain? They get snow. They get more snow That's than, than ice. I think I, I, more so out there. I was only out there for four years though. But they, that yeah. semester, I'd taken off, and I was here for all that. Yeah, that was it. Was crazy again. Mm -hmm. And that was, now we do have things that maybe wouldn't be in quite the predicament we are with utilities, but maybe so. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, we have our phones now. We could at least get Wi-Fi, you know, from our home because we go to our car and charge our phone. You know, and I'm saying that in all seriousness, that there are emergencies that happen. Mm-hmm. And with that electricity, it shuts down a lot of things. So, And, and, I th- and now we have backup generators and things like yeah. that for homes. We have portable generators. Yeah. There are more of those around yeah. nowadays. But it's still, it's, it's still trying. So would you say that that was one of the most catastrophic that you can remember? Because in 2000, we had... 2000 was catastrophic. There was that back-to-back oh, in 2000. That, oh, yeah. I'd forgotten that. Yes. Back-to-back in 2000. That's catastrophic. And I was only here for the second one because it was Christmas. Yes. And I came into right. town for that because I was living in Chattanooga at the time. And I'm tra- there was January 2009, but that was catastrophic for Northern Arkansas. Okay. I don't remember that. I remember their schools were closed. For, a, for long a long, long time. Yeah. That they, I, I think they had to work with the Department of Education on not doing because they said if we start doing this is before AMI instruction where you right. have to do work at home. But they said if we have to make up every day, and this was like Harrison and Fayetteville, they said we'll be here till August and then we have to start school again. Those so, are the things I tease my kids about. What? Going to school all summer. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and then the blizzard snowstorm of Christmas 2012. Did you lose electricity uh, for yeah. that? No. So we lived in Chennault and that neighborhood was all underground utilities. And we were only affected if a transformer or uh, power lucky main. you. So we did one time have 12 hours and, you know, you do, it's a terrible feeling because mm-hmm. I think of infants and I think of the elderly who are so vulnerable. Like sure. I'm fine. I have enough blubber to last me through a couple of Christmases. But you think of those who are vulnerable. And I remember one year my husband did help somebody like the grandmother needed oxygen. Because you think about it, your grandmother was COPD. She's got to plug it into something. So we right. don't know who had a charger, but you have to start thinking of those. You know, there are a lot of vulnerable people, I guess, is yes, is what I think about in those situations. We were that one for four days. That's at, a lot though. House. It I is. Mean, that and is I had a one year old kid at the time. Oh, you did. And so that was that was tough, but we were able to get a fire going to the fireplace. We had okay, a, a portable yeah. generator with a, a space heater, but no, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. It's just not fun to do. Because no one wants those kids don't want to bathe even on a warm bath <laughs> night, much less <laughs> No, they don't want to do it on days like this. Right, when it's ice cold yeah. and everybody stinks. That's right. Um now you did something crazy several years ago. Oh Lord. Which time? It was the snow machine. Yes. Snow at home. <laughs> and when was that? Like, was that? Okay. That was in 2017, I think is yeah. where I started that. Yeah. Okay. So I've always, I've heard about this. <laughs> you can make your own or you can buy it. And it, you have to have all this special equipment, this, the right air compressor, the right pressure washer. So I started doing a lot of research on it. Started talking to a guy that manufactured these in Connecticut, Matt Pittman, who's by the way, had his snow machine sold on the Price is Right. Okay, it was in the showcase showdown. Stop. They use him in the movies to make snow. Yeah, oh, really? this guy's big time. So he's really a science nerd. Oh yeah, because yeah. he really understands. He understands the snow, how to make snow. Right. So I said, Matt, help me out. And so he sent me a snow machine and told me how to do it. And I cranked it up one morning, and I had problem after problem after problem because I was new to it and everything. Yeah. I finally got it off and going. Yeah. And had it on daybreak. I remember. And filled my backyard up with snow. I remember. And people, and I, we were on daybreak. People yeah. were calling the station, freaking out, thinking that uh, we had had a snow in, in Little Rock. And, and what time of year did you do that? It was in December. It was, okay. It was in early December. Because we watched it. I was on the radio and we had a TV in there. We watched it. We broadcast from what you were broadcasting. Because you had a big reveal. You said something big and you're like, I couldn't remember if Denzel was coming. Like, are we a celebrity coming? No, it was a snow machine. Snow machine. 
And that morning was, uh, it was fun and, and made a lasting impact on everybody. I remember my producer yelling in my ear, make sure you tell people this is just in your backyard. Because they were- uh, A disclaimer needed. Yeah, it's like, okay, folks, it's just snowing here in my backyard. I kept trying to explain it, but now, uh, I upgraded, I've talked to Matt, and I've upgraded to a bigger machine. No way. That makes 10 times the amount of snow. Who are you inviting over? Like, why my, are you my, doing this? My kids have snow parties. Like, my son's birthday is on January 1st. So. You are so high fluted. <laughs> we're mid fluters here, so we don't if have a snow machine. If it's cold enough, I'll wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Stop. turn the machine on, make snow, and then the kids wake up in the morning, and, and we have a you know snowball. It's party. like a snow globe. It is. And, and my uh, Christmas of 2020. 2020, it was 2020, so a year, a little bit more than a year ago. It was cold enough Christmas morning, so I woke up that night early and turned the snow machine on, so we had a white Christmas in my backyard. I mean, you can't hide your wealth. It is, this is just it's not that expensive. It's not that okay, expensive. Okay, what are they, now he, you probably have a, you know, brother-in-law deal, but what would they retail for? It depends, do you want to make your own or do you want to buy it? I want to make my own, I'm, I'm going big. If you make, you want to, oh, you want to buy it or make your oh, own? So, Going buying it is cheaper than making no, your own. Ma making your own is cheap. Oh, then give me both prices. Okay, if you were to make your own, you're probably looking at three hundred bucks. What? Yeah, that's why all haven't we chipped in? Lisa Fisher said podcast <laughs> technical <laughs> messaging that we have with each other and do this. I yeah. didn't know that. And if you if you buy it, the the, the smaller snow machine. Yeah. If you buy it, it's about five to six hundred bucks. Oh, I thought you were going to say thousands. Did you guys think you can it was buy, going to be? You can buy snow machines. He makes them that run four or $5,000. You can buy them. Okay, They're I, huge snow machines. I was even thinking more than that. Yeah. I you, mean, I don't want one. You could go all out. Yeah, I don't want one. You could have a ski slope back here. Well, I just about did. Uh, so <laughs> this is what we all learn when we have winter weather, because we have a bridge over here. It's uh, bridges and overpasses. Sure. Well, because the way my house is positioned on this mountain, you have a little overpass getting to your car out there and winter weather, I mean, you are slipping and sliding, same thing. And so we say, if Todd Ucobian's warning about bruises and overpasses, we need our overpass here in front of our house. That's right, because the air gets underneath there and it cools it faster. So what is the thing then about the winter weather that wooed you? Is it, it's sensational, it's unpredictable, it's it's beautiful because it can be devastating. It can be. Oh, it is devastating. It can be. And that's yeah. the thing you always got to keep in mind is that it affects people adversely. Yeah. And that's the thing to keep in mind. What is it about the snow? My poetic part of it? Yeah. What yeah, I like right. about it? Yeah. You want to hear my poetic yes. answer to this? Yes. Okay. A single snowflake, it's uh, a I remember I said this to my high school guidance counselor. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I said it, a snowflake is so quiet, but it can change the way <gasps> everything looks. That is a beautiful metaphor. You like that? I love that. I remember that. telling my high school guidance that. That is beautiful. Okay, what else you okay. got? All right. Well, other than that, it's just fun to play in. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't like to go sledding? It's, it's Did you live on a hill in Little Rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. West, oh, West yeah. Little Rock. We had several hills that we neighbor kids. But now that Pool you're- Pool Boy a, and I sled together, too, by Is the way. that right? Oh, yeah. We grew up together. Yeah, I knew you did. This yeah. is our friend who's on the radio here, Adam Dunaway. Um, mm -hmm. With Because what? Because downtown's flat. And then as you come out, yes. it gets hillier Once you get come to out this way. But now that you're a parent, doesn't your tummy get a little tight when yes. the boys are out there? Because there have been catastrophic accidents yes. that I know of in 1994. A family was affected, the Tom, one of the Thomas boys who went to yep. Catholic High. And it was a dad. It was yes. a dad playing in the snow or on the ice. And I can't even remember the details, but a friend's son in that one in February coming down the hill. Mm -hmm feet and he's 12 and he has an MCL ACL tear and he can't play 
whatever sport this year. And that's, you know, the adverse effects I of know. it. And, 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 you know, <laughs> what do you say? You want to have fun. And as a parent, I'm supervising. And I'm like, be careful, watch out for cars. Uh, make sure you don't go head first. You know? know. And I'm the parent now. And when I was a kid, I'm like, God, I was stupid. I know. I remember sledding down reservoir. I, How stupid was that? My husband has told me those stories. I go, don't tell me that again. I mean, yeah. I was so stupid. Because they would block it off. They, sure. They reservoir is always one of the first yeah. to close. They That's close right. the reservoir. And we that was one of the hills we would all walk over I to know. and sled down. I'm thinking, you have no margin of room for error. You you could die, and I mean, and my parents said we were out doing that. They didn't know brain injury. I mean, again, it's the mother and me. I'm like head injuries. Yeah, all these you know spinal cord injuries. You sure, know, my kids are like, mom, let's just have some fun. I go, it's I just the way we're as parents. So I was wondering if that if the tide has changed for you, and you're thinking, no, that's a really dangerous sport. Yeah, it is. It has not. I mean, I knew it was dangerous then, but as a kid, you don't. You don't, yeah, you put it. It'll never happen to me. And now as a parent, you're like, oh, it could happen to them. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. For many of you, because you are followers of Todd Jacobian, it might be your first time to listen. So let me tell you a little bit about me and what I'm doing now. So in the before we started the podcast, you heard the introduction where I said that I'd been in radio and TV since the 80s. Well, in the last few years, I've kind of pivoted some of my attention to health and maintaining good health. And I did it first in 2017 with intermittent fasting. And then I got certified in 2021 with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in New York. And so I'm now a health coach, a certified health coach. And I can partner with you with your health. So that means, of course, there's no medical advice given, but that means you might reverse your type 2 diabetes You will definitely lose weight. I will help you balance your hormones. These are the things that I focus my life on. Yes, I still do media things. Yes, I still write websites and I host podcasts and those things. But I also want to communicate that good health is in your hands. Sometimes you may not have the right leader telling you how to obtain it. I can do that. Link to what I do in the show notes, but you can always hop on my website, lisafishersaid.com. Okay, when I first met you guys, it was about in 2008, because I think I did a cooking class at someone's house. I think your wife came too. And I don't remember. Maybe it didn't take. I don't know. And maybe maybe it wasn't cooking. She's she's listening or watching right now. And I can't remember. She's going She's a fantastic cook. Okay, good, 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 good. But I remember us being together, and I remember her. So... I think she said you all met the TV station in Chattanooga. Yes, we did. Okay, and she's from Tennessee. She's from Dope, Tennessee. And where is that? That's a land between the lakes, northwest of Nashville. Oh, that's a really so beautiful part it of the is, world. It is beautiful, but she was working at a TV station in Chattanooga, that the one that I worked at for six years, and I got a tour of the TV station when I first got there, and they took me into a production office, and there she was. You and were I, like, and hottie, I, was, I got you. Well, I thought... Who's the hot blonde? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so it was probably about seven or eight months after that we started dating. Is that she right? She finally said yes. So what year? What year did you get married? Uh, thank you, Lisa, for putting me on the spot. So you should uh, know that. 2003. Okay. You were, when did you come back to Arkansas? Oh, five. August of 05. Okay. So you all were married by the time you couple, got back right. here. And we got married here too, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. And married. then you had the two boys. Blake and Preston. Yeah. Blake uh, was born July of 09. Yeah. And then Preston was the New Year's baby of yes. 2012. That's right. Yep. That's when you got your name in the paper. 
Yes. You know, and, and one the, for that. There, you can get your name in the paper for a lot of things. You remember how TV stations would always cover the New Year's yes. baby? So we're in the hospital. Channel 7 covers it. There's another TV station that came to cover it. They saw it was me and then they turned around like, and left. Yeah, they're like, I gotta go. Uh, no, we can't uh, do that. Never mind. This isn't going to work. <laughs> well, my um, weather connection is, remember Vic Shedler? For oh, those yeah. of you, we're going way back now. His son works in Channel 7, by the way. No way. Yes. No way. Well, one time, so I worked with him at Channel, because I worked at Channel 7 when I got out of college, and then I worked at Channel 4, mm-hmm. and I was doing this hard-hitting news segment called Dialing for Dollars. I watched. And, she uh, never called me. Well, you didn't know it was me. You didn't make a connection, I think, when we met, did right. you? No, I didn't. Yeah, isn't that funny? And then we called Vic Shedler one time on Dialing for Dollars, I remember that I was the one thing. I I said, hey, it's, and I may have been, because I was single, if I was Lisa Gibson for a while, and then Lisa Fisher, or maybe I said, hey, it's Lisa Fisher, dialing for dollars, and he goes, Lisa, it's Vic. <laughs> and I go, Vic Shedler? You have to know Vic Shedler to know. It was very comical. And, and this was on the air. This was live. on the air, yeah. <laughs> and then another time, well, this isn't about me. One time someone played a joke on me, it was April Fool's, and they made my phone ring, because usually the person who did dialing for dollars on Channel 4 was the weather person. Right. Tom Bonner, whoever else, right? I was the first Barry person. Brand. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, yeah. It was like the short stick that they drew. Everyone hated it. And so one time, then they had me. I, so I was doing dialing for dollars because I love numbers. I mean, I, I guess. I didn't want to be a weather person. And so the phone rang when I was there, and I went, uh, hello? You know, I was on the air. <laughs> it was Todd Tongan. Oh, I, you know, he passed Remember? away not long oh, ago. Yes. Uh, he was, he was a brilliant funniest, guy. Yes. Be, and a meteorologist. One of the yes. funniest people I've ever met. He yep. goes, Lisa Steve Martone from Channel 11. <laughs> he got you good. And I was sitting there looking at him. That's when Steve had invested in a hairpiece. Okay. And I this go, I didn't know. Right. I a nice rug. <laughs> and I didn't know it was being broadcast to the nice people at home. My snarkiness has gotten me in trouble way before I had a podcast. So. Hey, this is all in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right, right. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, Todd was a weatherman. And, and very well liked. Yes. A, a he wonderful was in, personality. Yeah, he was in uh, Miami. Right. Yeah, we were really brokenhearted. Yeah. So, and that's the one thing people don't understand. When you work in a TV station, it's, it's, it's a unique situation because we're all fighting for the same dreams. We're all trying to get the best product on the air. And so it's competitive, very competitive, but you get very close with the people you work with. Yes, you do. Sometimes it's a skeleton staff. If you do the morning show, even the later shows, because there are people come in from eight to five, right? Sure. Accounting, sales, Mm -hmm. well, the engineers are there all the time. So there are more people bustling. But when you work those early morning shifts or Saturday daybreak, you get to know your people really well. It's like a family. It is. Yeah, don't you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the people who I work with, they they are like family. I mean, it's like Barry's like I wouldn't say my dad, right? Maybe. Oh, right. <laughs> Big brother, maybe. Right. Uh, right, right, right. You know, it's kind of like that. We're all like a family. And everything. Yeah. I remember one time Renee Shapiro was very witty. She was with you on a Saturday morning. I think I was there with maybe an event or something, and I because I know the story so well. I don't know it's because she told me. But she said, you all were talking about restaurants in town. And she said, well, um, she looked over and said, you ought to make dinner reservations. I guess they said it cash. They said, because JoJo's there. You're like over there on the weather thing going, who's JoJo? And she goes, Todd, have you been on this planet long? Like JoJo (laughs) is a beloved uh, (laughs) wait staff in town. I mean, people love her. She wears the crazy shoes. Remember that? Now I remember that conversation. And she just stopped and went. 
Where have you, I mean, how can you be in the 501 and not know JoJo? I do now. Or I, right, no, I right, would then, right. but yeah. And Renee too. I miss work, uh, working with her on Saturday. So Gabriel, she's like family. Is she, is she not there anymore? I, I don't yes, know. Yes, yes, she okay. is. She's still at channel 7. Oh, so, but you, you don't see her on Saturday mornings? No, I'm sleeping. Oh, you're not, that's right. You're not there. <laughs> Saturday mornings, I'm sleeping in now. I catch it every now and then. But we talk and text all the time. So you worked the five-day shift that a lot of us who worked weekends do. Did you have Monday and Tuesday off? No, I had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. Well, how did you finagle that, Mr. Snowmaker? Uh, I don't know. And I hope James Bryant is watching this. Right. Yes, uh, because I worked a double shift on Saturday, Saturday daybreak, uh, and the evenings, oh, okay. I was able to get an extra day. Wasn't that week. nice? It was very nice. So then I went to five days a week. I was like, what this is this? Five days a week thing. I'm so sorry. You have to put in a 40-hour week. I know. It's just tough. No, it's not. But when you, you love it, it's not a job. That's right. That's right. So, And you have the best shift that anyone can get. It's the dream shift. I and, love it. And like one person at each TV station, has it's been bestowed upon because you work like nine to five hours or eight to five hours. I get to work around 9.30, 9.45. And then I go to lunch and I come back and do the three and the five and I'm done by 5.30. It's fantastic. So what happens if severe weather comes? Do you stay uh, later? Oh, yeah. Well, we adjust. If it's early, I'll come in early. If it's late, yeah. I'll go in late. We have completely shifting of the schedules and moving people around. So, yeah. And and there are times where I'm working at the station 12, 14 hours a day in severe weather. Yeah. And, like, and, and winter weather, too. Yeah. Uh, winter weather. Think about February 2021 when we had historic cold and the historic snow. Wasn't I, that crazy? I was working 12 to 14 hours. Uh, a day for a, a whole week. Well, because you didn't go home, did you? Oh, I did go home, but it was just from from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're working. Now, when I was in TV, they got us rooms downtown. Do they still do that? Yes, or they still do. They would have to. Never done it though. I've never stayed at a hotel. Oh, really? Did you, you do that? No, I got picked up. Yes, okay. and my husband, I remember, would cut. We would get me there and stuff because I was. I think I was married then, but I remember thinking the single kids. They're just over there. You know, getting the little bottles of hooch and drinking, and then that's, they're going to the TV station. That's what I hear. May, yeah, right. May not happen. Right. I've heard stories. Right, right. Funny story when I lived up in Montana, you know, I started my TV career in Montana. Oh, in Missoula? In, in Missoula, Montana. That's where Todd Hungan started, I think. Did he really? Uh huh. I didn't I know, know that. I, I know that connect. That's how I know the town. I wanted someplace, imagine this. I wanted someplace snowy to start my career. Yeah. So they had an opening in Missoula, Montana. But anyway, I'll tell you a quick story. There was a lot of snow. Mm -hmm. I did mornings. My first nine months there, I did mornings. So that means you got up yesterday, like at 2 a.m.? No, because the morning news started at 6.30. <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? That's more okay. That, it was, was at one time. Yeah. And so that was way back in the late yeah. 90s. Anyway, I'm a Southern boy. I'm from Arkansas. And we had a foot of snow. I couldn't drive in it. You called and I can't go. So they picked me up in a snowmobile. Stop! Stop <laughs> yeah. it! I got to work in a snowmobile. Were they making fun of you at all, or were they were they lovingly? They would up never do that in okay. front of my face. Because right, right, right. <laughs> the rest of them were going, "Why you have chains under your tires?" And I got them. I got them. Okay, so there was this shift one time in communicating that they would say, "Well, you need chains on your tires, and you need so and so." And I remember one time I was at B ninety eight. I said, and, and you might need kitty litter in mm -hmm. case you get stranded. Sure. Well, what is kitty litter for, people? That's I, what you thought. No. In case you got <laughs> stranded, you needed a place to go. You got it right there in the kitty litter. And you got to have the kitty litter to put on the snow. Thank you. That's what I thought. I'm a very literal person. If you tell me you need kitty litter, I'm going all in case you litter. Got it. <laughs> So, I'm going to get fired if I say yeah. something. No, don't. don't. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to keep quiet. Oh, I love that about you. That you have, I never had that. I never had that gift that told me to keep my mouth shut. 
Yeah. <laughs> of the images, but no. I know, right, 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 right. Stop, okay. stop, go. Yeah. Next question. I'm very visual. So how many years were you in Missoula? Two and a half years. Let's see. Was were they yes, long, two and a half, two and a half long years? I loved years? it. You did? I absolutely loved it. But you're, you're, you're working in a small market TV station. Yeah, you're yeah. broke. Yeah. You know, your awful. roommate is the meteorologist from the other TV station. It's awful. Town, you know. it's awful. But it's fun. It was one of the greatest times, though. Because you didn't have any real responsibility. It is. It you're is. poor, yeah. but you're all poor together. Right. And it was We ate ramen fun. noodles. Yeah. We would, there used to be, when I worked at Channel 7, uh, there was a Wendy's on Broadway in North Little Rock that actually had, remember Wendy's had a salad bar? Yes. yes and that's yes. all we could afford was a salad bar in Chile. So mm -hmm. the photogs and everybody, we'd take our lunch break, which in TV, lunch break means 6 p.m. six after the 6 o'clock news, sure. right? So we take our lunch break at six thirty, and we'd go to salad in chili because that's all we could afford. Oh yeah, I know. And and uh, there was after the ten o'clock news, we would go over to a pub across the street, yeah. which is really dangerous to have a pub across the street yeah, from the TV right, station. I know. And they had free popcorn, <laughs> and so of course there's that's, the TV people right. who get the free popcorn right. and get drinks. They ended up renaming the Long Island Iced Tea after me. It's, it was the Doppler Eight Thousand. Stop it. So that was every night. Stop Doppler it. Doppler 8000. Okay, well, let's talk about how technology then has changed mm -hmm. in the last 20-something years that you've been doing this. Oh, my god! So, we started with Doppler. Like We still have it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But is there something more advanced than that, more detailed, more technical? Not that we're using now, but we will be using uh, some more technology, uh, better technology called phased array radar. But, you know, when I started in this business... In Missoula, and it was like, I know it's Missoula's small market, but it was like this everywhere. We had one computer in the entire station that had the internet. One computer. Did That's you it. like get in line? And I don't know how we like did it. Like the pay phone at the sorority door or the, you know, the door? I, I mean, it, it grew rapidly after I got in the business. Everybody, you know, I got the internet in my office, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, it was dial-up too. Yeah, but, you know, we had to use the AP wire to get yeah. our forecast. Yeah, right. We didn't have but one computer on the internet, and I was like, Computer models here. I don't wow. have to, you know. Yeah. So it was. It, it has exploded, and now you get it on your phone. It's just amazing. Now there's too much information in my. It opinion. is. There's yeah, too definitely. much. Okay. So also then the shift of communication. There was a time that at nine fifty, let's say, you'd break into Modern Family, whatever's on at nine thirty to ten. You'd say, "Hey, coming up in fifteen minutes, I'm going to give you the forecast," and you were gripped. You were waiting with bated breath. Well, now if you told me that, I go. Well, let me. I'll, I'll check my phone. So, what are you doing then? Because you do have unique a uh, skill set. I will say that. But what are you doing then to get viewers to stick around at ten or yes. to come back at four in the morning? When you can figure it out, let yeah, me know. Know. it's it's a tough question. Yeah. It's one that we're constantly trying to figure out. You've got to be able to give the information that your phone will not give, and you've got to be able to tease. Oh, that so information. that's the way you think of it. That's it's good. The, I, you know, a phone can give you anything, current conditions, you know, yeah, forecast. Right. But I got to give you something extra, something okay. you're not going to get on the phone. Okay. And so that's the, that's the challenge. So you really got to think about the forecast and what is going to be useful information people need to know that they can't get on the phone. Then does that translate into, because you have a huge social media presence on Twitter. I mean, you're the Beyonce. I mean, you're Stop it. a million followers, whatever it is. I mean, you probably more than anybody. Because remember, there was a time you all incentivized it that if you got to so many, like you got to a hundred thousand, I can't even remember what it was, Facebook fans or maybe Twitter followers, you were going to, I don't know. Do you not remember that? There uh -uh. was like some incentive or people were saying, let's help Todd. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You. Were, I don't remember this. Yeah, that was like maybe in... 
Because we started using Twitter when in 09. It was 09, March 09 that I joined. So, oh my yeah. gosh, March of 09. So here we are. Yeah, We're right. 13 years right, later. Right. Isn't that great? That yeah, was the other day. I know. It seems, feels oh, just like yesterday. Wait. I was like, this Twitter thing isn't going to go anywhere. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't remember that, but I do remember. Yeah, we did. I remember because I, I remember on the radio, we kind of talked about it. So let's help talk. Like we wanted to Well, help. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are awesome. It was the GoFundMe of, you know, Twitter followers. Let's help Todd. Yeah. Like and, then, and then the Facebook thing I said, I told him, I said, I'm never doing Facebook. I'm never going to do it. Because you're going to have to do Facebook. I said, no. And then I started doing it. And of course, I like it now. And, and you know, it's a great way to communicate information. I know, but it's a lot of... So how many social channels do you have, too? I'm also on Instagram, but I don't do much Instagram. Okay. Do you do uh, the Snapchat? No. Do you do the TikTok? No. Not yet? No. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Quit pointing at me. You're doing and, the TikTok? Well, my, my team helps with the TikTok because it is one more thing and it communicates a little differently. Don't you agree? So and you and I are used to doing real time, just telling you what's going on. Kind of the beauty of TikTok is to have several videos that are pieced together. But mm-hmm. see, that takes effort. You, My gifting and yours is too, is just going live. Well, this is we're going live and then going live again and then going live again. And I'm, I've heard it's incredibly addictive. I don't think so. I, I get. I don't know. I get bored. I mean, of course, I'm down to one Wordle puzzle a day because, thankfully, that's all they're giving us. Um, Wordle. Do you think it's addictive? Be all of it. It yeah. is, and I've been yeah. told if, if you can, don't do it. That's what I've been told. Right, right. So, it's, it's telling the addict that yeah. non-alcoholic beer could be a gateway. Listen, I've got two kids. I've got you know yeah, a, a full-time job. Yeah, but, Twitter, Facebook, the Arkansas Weather Blog. Yeah, I can't do TikTok. Oh, you still do your Arkansas Weather Blog? I still do the blog. Because remember, that's kind of old school. It is, if but you it's think still about it's, it, technology. It's, when there's weather going on, I'll get twenty, thirty thousand uh, hits on it. Are you serious? Sure. Yeah. That is so it's there's still a lot of people when there's big weather going on. Yeah, I'll go yeah. to the blog and put more information there. That's the thing. You got to produce. You know what it is. You got to produce mm-hmm. that content. You got to be the, the content creator. Yes, and. Again, a unique skill set you have is you have the ability to do that. There are a lot of people who are talent. That's what we call people on radio and TV. We use the term mm-hmm. loosely sometimes. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> but they don't have the idephoria. You are good at generating Thank ideas. You. And not everyone has. I'm not saying it was sunshine up your skirt. If you didn't have it, I wouldn't say it. I'd say nice tie and we'd move on. But <laughs> you happen to have that. And I tell our friend Cool Boy that a lot too. Yes. How much time do we have? Okay, we're at 44 minutes. Okay. They keep me. We've gone 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. Time flies. I know. I'm having okay. fun. So, uh, any questions coming in on Facebook, Darren's going to check. But I'm going to tell you some of the questions that came in okay. uh, via the tweeter, the Twitters, uh-huh, and via Chris Kane on Instagram. Oh, no. So, oh, no. <laughs> so one was a tweet by Scott K. Christian. How do you find the time when on air and covering how the weather, and I'm paraphrasing, how the weather changes? Because you're on the air, you're saying this is the gospel. And anything can change within a few minutes. You're talking about with severe weather? Yes, severe. Yes, he's talking about with severe weather or winter weather. Okay, do you, I, I sit there or stand there with that laptop in front of the chrome yes. key wall. On that laptop, I've got, I can move around the, the yeah. radar behind me. Yeah. I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm monitoring pictures coming in. I'm in the chat room with the National Weather Service. So I have all these different things open at the same time. And if you hear me going, uh, 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 <laughs> That's why, because okay. I'm checking all these okay. things and there, it's information being thrown at you and you have to be able to sort that out, what's relevant, what's most important and get that to the viewer. But it's it's not, if I have typos on Twitter or Facebook, yeah. that's why at that time. I have forgiven you. All right. Uh, so back when I was there, it was the director that would tell the weather person their IFB, which is your earpiece, if things changed. Because that they was still our do. Tech- 
Oh, they do. They, they're still, they still they're giving you? me information in the ear that they get. How do you do that? I don't know. You take Adderall? A lot of this. Okay, good. Yeah, coffee. We <laughs> made him some fancy coffee. Um, he said, he had, his other question was, how did broadcasting from your home during early COVID affect you and the kids? At first, it was fun. Yeah, it was I novel. loved it. I yeah. thought this is the coolest mm-hmm. thing that I can do this all from home and and not I'm saving all this gas money. You know, it's so cool. And then it's like, I kind of miss going to uh, work. Sure, camaraderie, humans. Yes, and family too. I'm like, it goes back yeah. to the, the people yeah, you work that's with. Right. That's and, right. And uh, so it was fun at first, but I really was glad to get back. Yeah. Really was glad. How long were you, you all at home? That was like March it, to... It was it was a year and a half maybe. It was that long. Maybe so. A oh, year, year and a half. I'm sorry. And it was no, it sorry. got to the point where it's like and my wife she's like, You gotta get yeah, all right. We need you to. Yeah, you got to like, all right. Uh, tweet from Shane Broadway. What memorable things happened on the slope slash trip to Montana? Got a few of those. That questions. was from Shane. Yes, it was also. I think we also got maybe from Chris Kane. Chris Kane. Yeah. Is it something you want to share? How much time do we have? We have all the time for okay. Jacobian. All right, I love skiing. Okay, I mean that's something Good. I learned. I, I absolutely love it. So we went. It was in January. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm telling this story. Because I, I pride myself on being a good skier. Oh. Okay. So well, you also thought you could get the groceries at the Colony West Brewery and things didn't yes. work out so well for well, that Things one. didn't quite work out so well. I got first day of skiing, uh, Big Mountain Whitefish, is what it's called. Yeah. It was fogged in at the top. All right. But I wanted to get to the top. I wanted to ski down the mountain instead of the smaller slopes towards the bottom. So I thought, I could do this. Right. It's foggy up there. I've been up there before in the fog. I'll go. And so the kids stayed down low with my wife. And I was like, I'm going to go to the top. Well, I started to get to the top, and I couldn't see the chair in front of me. It was so oh, foggy. Wow. There was no visibility. How is there fog? How, explain that phenomenon. I thought fog happened when there's dew point and humidity. Right. It's 100% saturation. So you go up, and the lift in the mountain, there's a cloud yeah, covering over true. the mountain. Yeah, that's true. You do see it around the mountains. But right. I would think by the time you were there, you could see the chair in front of you, I guess. No. Okay. You're, so I get up there, and you can't see anything. And the fog is the same color as the snow. Yeah. And so it's disorienting yeah. and you get vertigo and you get disoriented. Really? You get disoriented. You don't know which way is up, down, and you don't know where the slope is. You don't know where the cliffs are. You don't know where the trees That's are. That's what happens to pilots sometimes, they yes. say, in real severe weather. Now I get and that. And this was the worst fog I've ever been in. Up really? I go skiing up that mountain all the time in the fog. This was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this. I've got to get out of the fog. So I, I got to go down a couple hundred feet yeah. elevation. So I asked a guy that's next to me, I said, what's the easiest way out of the fog? He goes, stay on the right side. That's by the tree line. He goes, it takes uh, a slope called momentum down. And I said, okay, I've skied momentum. I know where to go. I said, thanks. So I skied and I took a wrong turn. Of course, you. I mean, there's no way to know. And I sunk down into about five feet of powder, got stuck no, you didn't. in the trees. And I was kind of pushing my way out. And then I could see there was a cliff. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, I better stay here. <laughs> Did your phone move. on you? I and I heard people on the slope off in the distance. So I sat there for ten minutes. I go, help! No, really. <laughs> so ski patrol comes to me. Okay, good. Uh, and finally, said we heard somebody needs some help, and, could, and they they found me. They're like, they go, Marco. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because, what else? I was like, that's how the they, answer. <laughs> I thought that's how they find people. <laughs> so. So the guy skis up and makes some tracks and I turn my skis and get into his tracks and I get out. Okay. And by this time I'm nauseous. I'm sick because I'm disoriented. Really? And it, it comes on that it quickly. It comes on that quickly. I got out of the clouds and I called it a day. That was done. So you didn't have your phone on you? I did. I didn't call 911. Okay. No. That's what I was wondering. I did have my phone. Where? 
Uh, well, I was a little embarrassed. Now I feel the whole world is No, I, I actually don't. I feel empathy for you and wonder what I would do. See, your pride's gotten in the way because you're like, I'm a good skier. But as you know, weather conditions are so unpredictable. That's what, and I think of John F. Kennedy Jr. when he flew that plane. Sure, right. And he got disoriented. People were like, how could that happen? It ha- it's it so easy. It you're, happens. And when you get into that situation, it's too late. When you're in it, you're like, you can't go back. You're in it. You can't mm-hmm. get out. No. So that I, I went back the next day to see what I did wrong. And I saw the cliff. And I was like, if I had fallen off that cliff, nobody would have found me. No. Mm-mm. So anyway, I'm glad. Well, I got I'm it. glad you lived. Goodness. Yeah, me, you and me both. Okay. Jason Peterson, <laughs> former um, co-worker, very witty man. He, he writes yes. now for AY Magazine. I have him right. doing a column there every month. He's great. Um, he said his tweet is product something about hair product. <laughs> is that an inside joke? Well, they always joke around about how much hair product I use. And look at your hair turning silver. It's beautiful. Thank you. Now, I remember seeing your mama on some of the promos. You did my blog promo. Wasn't that sweet? Yes. So sweet. Now, is your father still alive? No, he passed away in 2002. So and you yeah. were not living here at the time. So right, I was living in Chattanooga okay, at the time. That's not too cool. And so my mom's still here in Little Rock. Okay. And in fact, she lives a couple miles away from here. Is that right? So uh, yeah. yeah, but she yeah she she's proud of her. Boy. I know she is. Yeah. I'm sure she is. Chris Kane, who works with him uh, at Channel Seven, said, "What about being live on the air when electrical fire started in the studio?" Okay, uh, it was a weekend, and they had a light that was out, so they plugged in a temporary light. And it was high voltage or something, and they plugged it in. And I'm doing the weather. It was right next to the weather center, and apparently it started sparking and blowing up and sending out puffs of smoke. And the fire started coming out of it. The fire went up the wall just about six feet away from where I was, and then sparks started flying at me. So I stepped out of the chroma key wall and went back to the desk. And our camera operator at the time went and got a fire extinguisher. You could hear in the video the fire (laughs) and and the Sully's at the desk goes, "How about that?" He's, there's a fire. He's doing the weather. Gosh, man. Sully. Right. <laughs> he, he was kind of in disbelief of it all. That is so funny. Yeah. yeah. There, you've wondered sometimes how, or I wonder how things, because technical things happen in your own home, but being on the air is a little different. Yes. Because you don't really know where the sound's coming from. I've been in a studio before where we heard something fall or crash or break. You don't know to stop. You don't know where you are. Or, you know, what do you do? The show Keep must going. go on. Yep. That's right. Uh, he said, what about the time they tried to take down the Broadway Bridge with zero help to Chris? What is that? <laughs> zero help. That's an exaggeration. That's that, that was actually on the tweet. Remember the Mayfair no, Bridge? Instagram. Yes. Yes. And they blew it up and it didn't go down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I yes. was laughing the whole time because it was, we were both doing covering it on uh, the air, yes, both of us. Yes. And I was laughing the whole time. that Chris is going on our news directors in our ear saying, just keep going. It could fall at any moment. Any just keep minute. going. We're still waiting. <laughs> and I'm I'm just crap, uh, you know, cracking up mm-hmm. the whole time. And somebody started a Twitter account called the Main Street Bridge or something. And during that time, and I'm reading the tweets from it all no, the air, weren't. just cracking that up. That was good. And so then it, we finally gave up. It wasn't going down. And then we joined Jeopardy in progress. One of the categories was Bridge to Nowhere. Stop it. <laughs> I'm Stop just kidding it. you. Bridge to Nowhere. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Now, let's talk about then the next few years. What do you think of technology? Where do you think it's going? Mm. What do you think it will... Tell us, what are they telling you? Our devices, like you said, I like what you, your point of, but you don't give, you give information that the phone doesn't give. That's right. But so what's this new technology you were kind of leaning Gosh, toward? everything's going, of course, towards the, you know, the apps, yeah. more apps. Uh, so satellites have been helping us for years, but now they help. I mean, we every time we go, they help us more than ever. Well, in a year we'll be saying, and they're helping us more than ever. 
what do you need to be more precise? Talk to God because he's the only person <laughs> yeah. that knows what's going to happen. A better relationship. Yeah. Like, right. What do I need to be more precise? Better modeling, which okay. there's more, you know, there's better modeling mm -hmm. all the time. What do I need? I need more radars in Arkansas. Okay. The government just set up a brand new satellite, which is great, but they need to spend money and make the investment in more radars in Arkansas. In so when Arkansas. you run for governor, that's your platform. Yes. Well, okay. it's, it's a federal, the federal dollar's got to come in. Oh. Southeast Arkansas is not adequately adequately covered by radar. Neither is Northeastern Arkansas. But it's Arkansas. flat. Southeast Arkansas is flat. So what's happening in Dumas is happening in Vermont. Well, yes, true. But when you have a tornado, it's, you, oh, those happen towards yeah. the ground. And so we can't detect those things in those rural areas. Oh, really? And so if there is anything I want, I want better radar coverage in okay. Arkansas. That would help out a lot. Phased array radar, which is basically going to be radar in real time. It's going to be better than live radar. I mean, it's all going to be real time of the whole atmosphere. And that's the next radar that we're going to be upgrading to, hopefully within my lifetime. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Phased array radar wow. is something I really want. Uh, and there's going to be, a, I think tornado warnings are going to get better and better in time to the point where, and I hope this happens in my career, we're going to be able to warn communities and towns, not 10 minutes ahead of a, stor a storm, but maybe an hour or two How hours. Though? How It'd be so predictive then. It'd be so, so high powered models with radar data, being able to crank out all that those mathematical equations and to do it accurately. I think we will eventually get to the point where we can evacuate towns prior to a large tornado. So will we ever stop though sitting there wondering when you go through those small towns of over here and wrist repute and suck your toe anytime you all have to go through because it'll come up, communities will come up and it'll be names that you're going, oh, that's politically incorrect. No, you can't say that. Oh, yeah. But it's the name of that community. And because right. it's communities that come up. So that's we've gone through our database and, and gotten rid of some of the okay. towns that are, are I remember, there. yes. I remember about ten years ago or something. Yeah. So that some and I can't remember if it was you or who, whether people were going I, I didn't know, but it's there's it's, a database in there with thousands upon thousands. And so you, you constantly go through there and scour because you're things that will pop up you have no control over. So you go through and delete them. But yes, there are towns. Yeah. You know, you it, could never say in mixed company. So that's like, exactly right. Um, how much time? Okay, we're about to wrap things up. But what do you think about hurricanes? Love them or hate them or hate them. indifferent? Hate them. I, I I used to like following hurricanes. Yeah. Now yeah. I don't like. Them. I'm all about the winter weather. Okay, winter weather. That's it. Please, no more of it for 2022. I can't promise that. Well, and then of course you got the end of the year too, 2022. If you want to talk about December, late in the year. Wait, what? What do we have? Just you said you said 2022. Oh, I did. Well, <laughs> okay, that's sorry. true. I'm in this this, <laughs> this season. I think we have one more. Season. We'll get to Little Rock. Eh. Northern Arkansas, I still think is going to have snow and ice. Have you seen something that's already kind of going? Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, towards the end of next week. Oh Maybe. no, I'm having Good. a big party in two weeks. I need. To I didn't say it was going to happen. Okay, here Good. could be North Arkansas. Okay. Good. Okay. Follow him on the Twitter. Uh, he's not great checking his Instagram, so forget that. Don't do that. Get on his Facebook fan page. He is the most beloved. It is Toddy Cook. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.